0: Thank you, Pastor Garrett, for your prayer and uh, good morning again to everyone that is joining us online this morning in this worship service. Today we continue our series on the parables of Jesus in the book of Luke. Uh, Pastor Garrett help us to see that from Luke 9 51 we have a section that corresponds to Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, uh, where eventually he will be crucified. And during this journey, he used parables extensively to teach his disciples eternal truth from common stories and imageries of everyday life, and also to provoke a response from the crowd when they heard the parables. Last week, we saw the parable Jesus used after teaching his disciples on prayer, where we learned that we need to use or to be persistent in our prayer life, knowing that our Heavenly Father Hear us in our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, right in the sequence of last week's message, Jesus tells two related parables to respond to the people who accused him to cast out demon that wa- a demon that was mute from a man by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of demons. In other words, people were accusing Jesus of doing that in the power of Satan. So, this is what we will continue studying in the book of Luke, chapter 11. And our scripture, our verses, is from verses 14 to 26. Luke 11. 14 to 26. That says the word of God. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the people marveled. But some of them said he cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a, a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? for you say that i cast out demons by beelzebub and if i cast out demons by beelzebub by whom do your son cast them out therefore they will be your judges but if i but if it is by the finger of god that i cast out demons the kingdom of god has come upon you When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me, scatters. Verse 24. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, he passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then. It guards and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. Let's pray once again. Father, who is suitable for this work, Lord? My weakness, O Lord, are always before me Lord and we know that you alone can give us grace for us to be able to proclaim your word and also grace for us to receive your word in our hearts. Lord therefore we humbly come before you and we pray this is the time that we want to hear from you and not from men, O Lord. Father, we put our expectations not in what I can say or I can uh, preach, Lord, and not even in the ability of my brothers and sisters to receive your word. But our expectations are in the Lord, maker of heaven and earth that give us grace receive your word in our hearts. Therefore, Lord, we pray, let your word uh, not fall in ground, not fall, O Lord, in uh, stony hearts, O Lord, but in the hearts that will receive it with gladness, O Lord, so then we can be transformed and people can come to life in our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray all this, knowing that you alone, you are glorified in this time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Unfortunately, bullying is a reality that we have in our society. Uh, While growing up, and uh, many kids, even today, they can relate with that. But... All the people also can relate to that in their uh, growing up. Small groups at school are made and some older kids can come and frighten other kids to do whatever they want. And that situation is a worry situation, is a concern for those people that are being bullied, You know, the Bible says in the beginning that God has created everything perfect. But Adam and Eve that were created also perfect, they decided not to abide under the rule of our Lord, of our God, the creator of heaven and earth. And because of that, the Bible says that sin entered into the world. And Adam and Eve exposed all humanity to be subjected to the bullying, if I can put like that, of Satan. Satan came and took control from inside out of the heart of humanity. But thanks be to God that since that time, God has promised that one day the seed of the woman would come and crush the head of the serpent. And what we see in our passage today is exactly that. Jesus came and brought back the kingdom of God to this world in order to rule in our hearts. In other words, from inside out. That first coming of Jesus was to give us a new heart that corresponds to the ruling of God from inside. And one of the manifestation of the kingdom of God or the ruling of the kingdom of God is power to cast down demons. This is what we see in our passage today. The Bible says very clearly that our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is against principalities, powers in the spiritual realm. Many of the New Testament writers, the apostles, they understood that. Jesus himself, as we will see here in this passage, and also in another passage in in the scripture, he dealt directly with demons. We see when in Matthew 16, 23, the Bible says that Peter was speaking trying to get Jesus not to go to the cross. And Jesus turned to him, said, get behind me, Satan. You are an hindrance to me, for you, not, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. In another part, when he was about to be uh, imprisoned, he said, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has no claim on me. The apostle also, they referred to Satan in different passage. And he referred to them as the prince of this world. Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.4, he says that in their heart, in their case, the God of this world has blinded their minds to the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Sister Carrie dealt extensively with that with the kids in Ephesians 6 when she uh, told the kids about putting all the armor of God. Why? Why do we need to do that? Simply because we can stand by putting Jesus we can stand against the, the, the devil's schemes. Peter also addresses that, saying, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. James also addresses that in James 4, 7. He says, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Brothers and sisters, there is a reality that we cannot take out from the scripture. Jesus is showing in this scripture that we are seeing today that the only way we as humanity can be set free from the rule or the dominion of Satan is in him and through his sacrifice in the cross of Calvary. This scripture starts saying that Jesus casted out, casted, was casting out a demon that caused a man to be mute. Verse 14 gives us the contest and this leads me to our first point the context of the parables that Jesus is, uh, will be telling us from verses 14 to verses 20. The Bible says there that after Jesus cast out that demon, people were perplexed and others marveled. But some say right away that. Jesus was casting out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Or as I said, in another words, he was doing that in the power of Satan. But this is completely false because Luke, right in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, clearly tested to us or said to us that, Jesus did his ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, knowing that they were thinking in that fashion, he turned to them and started responding back to them in that concern or in that accusation that they did to him. Verses 17 says that, but He, talking about Jesus, knowing their thoughts, says to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and the divided household falls. And then Jesus gives them three scenarios just to respond to their accusation. Verse 18 says, if Satan also is divided against himself. Now, how will his kingdom stand? So this is a very clear and very straightforward, the common sense answer. If Jesus was doing what he was doing in the power of Satan, it meant that Satan was casting out Satan. And there is no Uh, There is no logic on that. And this is the first scenario that Jesus answers these men. The second one was, if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? I believe that there were people also casting out demons, like Jesus is saying here. And the logic Jesus is uh, uh, showing us here is, if you say, I am doing that by the power of Beelzebub, your own people, by which power are they doing that? They were not coherent in their accusation. And when Jesus say at the end that they will be your judges, meaning that if you say that they do it in the power of Beelzebub, you are saying then that they are being used by Beelzebub so you are, you are condemning your own people of what they were doing. So here Jesus is showing the, uh, the, the lack of coherence in their accusation. And then Jesus said before he tells us the first parable, but if. It is by the finger of God that I cast out demons. Then the kingdom of God came upon you. Verse 20. Brothers and sisters, there are many of us, many people out there. They are seeing the condition of this world. And through that, they are listening to the message of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the gospel that can set them free from their prison, that can set them free from Satan. But they are choosing not to believe our Lord Jesus Christ and his word. In likeness of these people, they harden their heart. They cannot acknowledge that the kingdom of God is here, that Jesus has come to set men free to those that come to him in faith and repentance. They simply harden their heart and they start looking, like Pastor Say, for uh, loopholes to justify their. Position, even if it is a false accusation or a false, uh, uh, a false, uh, the word a, a, a false uh, response or a false excuse into that. But Jesus knows our heart, and here my first uh, application is: open up your heart as you listen to this word. There is only one way that we can make free from the power of the enemy. And this is from our Lord Jesus Christ and his work at the cross of Calvary. My second point is the first parable. Jesus then gives them a, a, a parable, tells them a parable just to respond or to keep showing what he meant by uh, the, the things that these people were saying. Verse 21, he starts from verse 21 to verse 23. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divided his spoils. This is when the Bible, when Jesus is saying in verse 21 about the strong man, he is referring to Satan. And the stronger than him that comes, he is referring to himself. Jesus is stronger than Satan. And here, I need to bring again the thought that pastor shared with us when we uh, uh, spoke about the uh, temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we are not saying that there is equal forces like uh, Satan one side, Jesus one side, and they are fighting to see who is powerful. Satan is a creator being and Jesus is the creator, the creator. There is no competition between them. Jesus is stronger than Satan. But the access Satan had into creation was through man. Reason why? To defeat Satan, Jesus had to be a substitute for mankind in the cross of Calvary. This is what we see in the book of Colossians chapter two. The Bible clearly says there that Jesus has put Satan into shame at the cross of Calvary. Brothers and sisters, this is what we need to learn in this place, in this passage. That the only access Satan Satan has in our lives is through our rebellion against God. There is no way Satan would come into humanity if Adam and Eve would not decide to rebel against God. And this is a thing that we need to watch out. How is your heart towards God. We read the scripture before in James when the Bible is saying that the only way we have to resist the devil is by what? Submitting first ourselves to our God. And this is what we need to learn from here. That Jesus has come to destroy all the works that Satan is doing by the access mankind gave to him. My brother, my sister, there is no middle ground in here. The point that Jesus is making here is that within our hearts, there will be only Satan ruling by our self-life, Or him ruling. But when we allow by faith, when he comes to us and we accept him by faith, he has the power to deliver us from the hands of our enemy. Verse 23 makes that very clear. Jesus says, Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. So he's saying to these people, if you are not in my team, you are in Satan's team. If you are not doing my will, you are doing Satan's will. This is what Jesus is saying here. So whether you are aware or not, if you don't have Jesus in your life, Satan has habitation in your heart. This is what the scriptures is teaching us. As long as you rebel, as long as you don't accept the rulership of God in your life, Satan is ruling your life. What do you need to do? You need to open up your heart the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He that went to the cross to destroy all the works of the enemy in our lives. He is the only one that can set us free from the hands of the enemy. My third and last point from verses 24 to 26 says about the parable of the unclean spirit. This is the empty house. Verse 24, the Bible says, When the unclean spirit has gone out of the person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order when it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. There is a typology in the Bible that our lives are like houses, are like the temple of the Holy Spirit. We remember that when the Bible, we saw that before. If we build our house in the rock, when the storm comes, we will not fall. But if we build our house in the sand, the storm comes and we will be destroyed. That's a very good picture that the Bible gives us for us to understand our lives. We were created not to be empty. I mentioned that before. There is no middle ground. Our hearts always will be ruled by someone. If you are ruling your house, is the same thing, and not, and not giving yourself to the rulership of God is the same thing saying that Satan has his hand over your life. The Bible here says that when a clean spirit uh, has gone out, so it means that 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 person, we, we, we need to understand how this happens because the picture over here is the picture of a person that in his own strength tries to clean the house and do everything well, but he doesn't invite the Holy Spirit, Jesus, to come into his heart. We are talking about religious people here, and I want to give that picture very clearly when we go to the book of Revelation. The Bible over there says, uh, I, uh, the a- to the angels, to the angel in the church of Laodicea, the Bible over there says that they thought that everything was right, everything was in place. They say I am rich. They say I am prosperous. They say I need nothing. Everything is in place. But afterwards, we see that they are perception was not the right one about themselves. They have the image that the house is clean. Nothing is in need in here, but they were empty. And we see the angel saying those words to them. You are poor. You are naked. And this is the reality of many of us today. We are in churches doing our own stuff. We are the rulers of our own lives. We don't allow the kingdom of God to take hold of our heart. And we simply surrender completely our lives to our Lord Jesus Christ in obedience to him. But there is a warning that Jesus is giving us there. If we remain in that state, the Bible says that the enemy will come. And with him, he will bring seven spirits that will be more evil than itself. And that state of the man will be worse than in the beginning. Brothers and sisters, we need to Take hold of this word seriously. When it comes to us having our hearts ruled, we need to open our lives to our Lord Jesus Christ. God is always there to warn us. And he is always there to fill our hearts with his presence. I want to end by giving two examples. The first one is in Genesis chapter four. The Bible over there says that Satan came and tempted Cain. That's what the Bible say. Why are you angry? From verse six, say the Lord to Cain. And why has your countenance fallen? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you refuse to do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. You are its object of desire, but you must master it. God is warning if You come and submit yourself to what I'm telling you, Cain. You can resist the evil one. This is what James says. Submit yourself, uh, therefore, to God and resist the devil. If Cain would hear God's advice, Satan would not take hold of his heart to the point that he went To kill his own brother. The second example is again in that church of Laodicea. In Revelation 3.20. In the account that I was telling. After God pointed out his finger to this church. Saying you are lukewarm. Look what God says there in verse 20. Behold I stand at the door. And do what? Knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I will come in to him and eat with him and he with him. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is knocking at our door today. He wants to rule our lives. And if we do, if we don't give access to him, the Bible is warning us that Satan is sprawling around like a lion to see what he can devour. Will you open your heart to Jesus this morning? Will you submit your life to him this morning? Completely surrender without any argument? Will you accept his sacrifice at the cross of Calvary? Where he has defeated Satan and gave gave us that victory? Brothers and sisters, only when we do that, we will be able to resist Satan. Praise be to God who has conquered Satan for us. And now by faith, we are victorious in him. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly father, we praise your name this morning, Lord, because indeed you have paid the price for our sins. And in doing so, you have also defeated Satan. And today, Lord, we are free indeed to worship you. And we are free indeed to glorify your name. Lord, help us not to give way to Satan. That's what Paul teaches us, for us not to give place to Satan. That is one of, wa- one of the ways we have to do that is what we learned last week. Through prayer, Lord. Through allowing your word to abide in us. Lord, we pray, help us. Help us and deliver us from evil. Give us always your grace for us to receive your word as it is and for us to believe in you and in you alone. Glorify your name, O Lord, now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Join us as we sing our last song, glorious day.